This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 1266. IELTS is no big whoop. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 22 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash my score. This is not your garden variety episode. We're sharing four band nine idioms to express whether or not something is a big deal. These are extremely useful for IELTS speaking, so take notes. What defines an advanced English speaker? The ability to not only have interesting conversations with native speakers, but also the ability to be interesting in these conversations. Make an astute observation. Ask good questions. Speak with a confident pitch. These are conversational skills that require a special method and a structured study plan. Join our brand new B2 English fluency course. It's 100% based on interesting, spontaneous, unrehearsed video interviews with native speakers. Real English. Save up to $100 before June 7th and get a free bonus. Go to allearsenglish.com slash B2. That's allearsenglish.com slash letter B number two. Good morning, Aubrey. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long, even though we record every week. I feel like it's been a long time and I missed you. I missed you too. I know. Every week I feel like I've lived a lot of life in this week. My kids are home for spring break, so there's more going on. And we recorded last week, but it does. It feels like it feels like it's been years. Good to see you again. Um, there was, so guys, we do have some amazing vocabulary for you today. Super fun, very native, nothing that you would get in a textbook. We promise Mm. you that. Um, but I do want to just say really fast that, you know how there's some memories from growing up that just like, they just stick in your head for whatever reason. There's this memory that pops up in my head all the time. I was talking to my friend, Nicole Brigance was her name. And um, we were both really stressed out. Like high school could be stressful. There was a lot going on. There was like soccer and boys and drama. And um, I looked at her and I was like, so there's just a lot of life right now. And for some reason, that was like the first time we had had that thought, you know, and Mm -hmm. she was like, her mind was blown when I said that. And she's like, Yes, that exa- <laughs> that can happen. That's crazy. And I don't know, because that happens so often as an adult, no matter what age you are. Sometimes there's just a lot of life. And it's I love that expression. I feel <laughs> like that great. should be more popular, right? There's just a lot of life right now. Just a lot of life. And then like that comes up in my head a lot, like my whole life. Okay. Anyway, nice. guys, so let's get to it. So Some of the vocab today is inspired by um, one of Aubrey and my favorite Saturday Night Live sketches from the 90s. Aubrey, uh, what sketch am I referring to? 
Yeah, coffee talk, right? Coffee talk. <laughs> coffee talk. <laughs> I'm verklempt. <laughs> it's oh, so funny. So great. So um, definitely go to YouTube after this uh, video, guys, or the podcast if you're just listening. Go to YouTube and search Coffee Talk SNL. So Mike Myers, one of the best comedians from the 90s, he's still super funny. Um, he uh, is Linda something, and he has a fake talk show called Coffee Talk, but in his like severe East Coast accent, I'm not even sure if it's New York or Brooklyn or what, but he says Coffee Talk. And the whole thing is very funny. I know that Aubrey and I could act it out word for word, but we're not going <laughs> to do that. Just go to YouTube. You're welcome. No, they they would love it. Go to to YouTube and look it up, guys. So anyway, this first term comes from uh, that sketch, but it is something we say in real life. Uh, Big whoop. But we say that is no big whoop. What what is that? Yeah, I mean, it's no big deal, right? Um, So you might say uh, like, oh, I'm trying to reach a goal to run every day, but it's no big whoop that I haven't run yet this week. at all <laughs> totally totally we we do often use it sarcastically as well um if you are introducing something that you're proud of right like well i did just get promoted to ceo no big whoop it's like it's this way to sort of deflate the pride balloon or it's a way to like make mm-hmm. your uh, arrogance smaller if you feel like you shouldn't be bragging or something um yeah if you're humble bragging you humble just end bra- it with yeah. like no big whoop no big whoop <laughs> um Okay, so part of what we're doing today, guys, Aubrey is going to we're going to give you uh, vocabulary like big whoop. Definitely write that one down. Um, And then Aubrey's going to ask me an IELTS part one speaking question, and I will try to use the vocab in my answer. Haven't planned it. This is on the fly, just like you guys have to do on the test. So let's see how it goes. Here is your question. Did you like playing sports as a child? Oh, gosh, yes. I was a huge jock growing up. Uh, And actually, to be honest, I was actually on the ODP team, the Olympic development team for my state. Um, No big whoop. Um, So, yeah, I did play a lot of sports. Ooh, so good. I could really see this being useful, right? All over IELTS speaking. Anytime you're sharing an accomplishment, sharing, sharing something you've done, throw this in to like, totally. how fun for the examiner to hear that. No big whoop. Oh my gosh, they would love it. That's, I would love it. I know the examiners would love it. And again, like a thousand percent, no, you will never see that in a textbook. And a thousand percent, yes, native speakers say this in real life. So hello, band nine slang. Like, it's perfect. Yes, absolutely. Okay, the second one is with that same word whoop, and we say whoop-de-doo, which means I don't care. We often use it sarcastically, right? We'll say, I was like whoop-de-doo when someone tells you maybe that they got a new car or something fancy and you're trying to sarcastically say that you didn't care when actually you were really jealous, right? And I just thought whoop-de-doo. So, yeah, I would say I usually use that sarcastically Um, if somebody says, yeah, like anything cool that they got or cool that they did. Then be like, oh, whoop de doo like sort of making fun of them. But it also I mean, it literally means like, yay. It's just like, yay. Uh, So you could use it like that Um, and you could be like, 
you know what? I just got promoted. Whoop de do. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right. We do use it both ways. But here's something that's very important to note in the dictionary. It's a very archaic definition. It says like a commotion or frenzy of excitement or activity. We don't use it this way anymore Mm-mm. in the past. Sure. Right. That to be talking about something big and exciting, they might have said like, oh, we're making a big whoop de do about this. We really don't yeah. use it that way mm-hmm. anymore. No. So be sure not to, you know, this is one of those things where the textbook, the dictionary can throw you off for IELTS yeah. because if you did use it that way, the examiner would be surprised. It would be strange. I feel like that in that definition, it's a synonym for um, like hullabaloo, which right. again, it's a word nobody says anymore. Don't use it on the test. Like it's, it is archaic. Like that is, that's in the archives of English. Mm. We don't use mm. it anymore. So yeah, be very careful what you see in the dictionary, especially for like slangy phrases like this. So yeah, not a noun. It is an exclamation. It just means yay. <laughs> Exactly right. You might say, let's say that um, a friend of yours just went to Fiji and you say like, my most recent vacation was camping in the mountains. My friend, on the other hand, went to Fiji, whoop de doo <laughs> And you're kind of sharing like, I don't care. It's not a big deal. <laughs> All right. So you want to ask me a part one question? Yes. All okay. right. Here we go. How often do you read books in English? Oh my gosh. Uh, Well, always. I always have at least two books that I'm reading. I really prefer to have um, to to have a fiction book and a nonfiction book that I'm reading. Um, Like right now, I'm reading a book called Stiff, and it's all about what happens to human bodies or cadavers. So what happens to us after we die? Is it for medical science? Are we buried? All of those processes. Um, And last year, I did read the unabridged version of Stephen King's The Stand, which was like 3,000 pages, whoop de doo um, <laughs> And yeah, I'm always reading. Nice. Oh, such a good answer. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you saw me get so excited when she's talking about this book, Stiff, because I love it so much. It sounds so, you know, medical and serious, but it's actually very entertaining and funny. So funny. She just writes in such a great way. You just have to check it out, you guys. It's hilarious. <laughs> Definitely check out the book, Stiff. All right. And great use of that, a whoop de doo to be like, I read a 3,000 page book, whoop de doo No big deal. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Hi, listeners. Lindsay here. There's an exciting episode series coming up very soon that I want you to know about. Listen to this preview with me, Whitney, and Matt for more details. Okay, so here we are for quick intros. Today, we have Whitney Johnson from the Disrupt Yourself podcast. And we also have Matt Abrahams, host of the Think Fast, Talk Smart podcast. I am so excited for this collaboration. This month, we have a special episode series for you. Lindsay from All Ears English podcast, can you share a little bit more about this? I'd love to, Matt. So yes, in this two-part series, Matt, you and I both interview Whitney about the concept of disrupting yourself. Whitney, I think that term is going to leave our listeners a little bit curious. So without giving away too much before the series gets started, could you just give us a quick hint as to what we mean by disrupting yourself? Well, disrupting yourself or personal disruption is a deliberate process of self-innovation. It's a decision to step back from who you are to slingshot into who you want to be. Wow. Super useful. 
This series will start with Lindsay interviewing Whitney on the All Ears English podcast on June 12th. In the interview, I love the way the two of you approach the topic of moving abroad and how you can navigate the uncertainty of that process and eventually use it as a way to grow. Yes, and then our listeners can take the next step and find part two of the interview over on your podcast, Matt, Think Fast, Talk Smart, where you and Whitney got into how to identify your strengths and communicate them clearly. And that one is coming out on Tuesday, June 18th. So join us, everyone. Check out both episodes to find out more about what it actually means to disrupt yourself and how you can do it for more personal and professional growth. And if you want more, go to the Disrupt Yourself podcast. So hit follow on the All Ears English podcast. And then hop on over to the Think Fast, Talk Smart podcast and hit that follow button. All right. See you soon. See you, see you there. All right. Small potatoes is our oh, next good. expression. I grew up using this a ton. We say this a lot where I come from. What about you, Jessica? Well, Aubrey, you are from Idaho, the potato state, so I'm not <laughs> surprised. Um, yeah, I say this for sure. Um, yeah. This is <laughs> small potatoes. Again, like I often use this sarcastically. So mm. it does just mean like um, an insignificant amount, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I use it sarcastically to be like, that's no small potatoes. So let's see. Uh, I said this recently when I got my first paycheck from uh, substituting. So I've started substituting in public schools and I got my first real paycheck. And James was like, OK, how much was it? I, we I'm very like open about talking about totally everything like money, whatever with with James. And um, so I told him how much it was. I was like, that's no small potatoes. Like, yeah, so I use yeah, it. Like it was actually big. It's exciting, right. right? Yeah. And you can use it more seriously as well, right? So if you um, got a paycheck that was pretty small and you're like, okay, you know, the paycheck I got for my first job was small potatoes, but I was still excited. And that yeah, would mean like it totally. was a small amount, right? Or, you know, the, the time I spent on that project was small potatoes, but it made a big difference. It just means like a small amount of time. Like, I gotta say, hearing you say this in sentences is so adorable. This is <laughs> such an adorable phrase. Um, it really is. <laughs> and again, just like the previous vocabulary we taught you today, you'll ne you're never going to see this on an IELTS vocabulary word list. And that is precisely why you should be using it, because you will stand out. Natives do use this in real life. It is high level precisely because it is so natural and not taught to students. So all of this stuff is informal for sure, but for speaking part one and speaking part two, it is perfectly band nine. You know? Yes, that might surprise a lot of you listening out there because, of course, the word small, the word potatoes by themselves, these are not bad nine words, but this right. idiomatic phrase to call a small amount of something small potatoes, band nine. I've never heard a student use that in speaking, IELTS speaking. Totally. The examiner is going to be impressed. That's really going to flag as high level vocabulary. And it does describe small amounts, but don't use it on academic task one because it is mm. informal, but totally use it in a task one letter if it's an informal or yes. semi-formal letter. Absolutely. Okay. Our next, oh, we want to have you uh, use this in an example. Yeah. I almost yeah. forgot. Ooh. Okay, Jessica, here's your part one question. Okay. What is your perfect dinner? <laughs> small potatoes. Just kidding. <laughs> 
I just want two small potatoes. Like fingerling (laughs) potatoes on a plate. Sorry, guys. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Garlic and rosemary. Okay. Um, What was the question again? Oh, my perfect dinner. Yes. Um, well, uh, let's see. The first thing that comes to mind is the last time James and I had a celebratory dinner. We went to a local steakhouse called Clyde's. And, um, I mean, when I got the bill, it wasn't small potatoes as far as the price went, but it was totally worth it. We had the most amazing steaks and twice baked potatoes with bacon and sour cream and cheese and chives. And we had amazing desserts, creme brulee, tiramisu. Um, and so, yeah, it, I mean, the price isn't small potatoes, but it is so worth it. Nice. Oh, great answer. Yeah, I hope this kind of driving home, you have to use this about like uh, an, um, an amount, um, either money or salary, right? So this could be super useful all over IELTS anytime you need to share how much something cost. Yeah, you know, it could be your tuition. And, totally. you know, you'd say it was no small potatoes, but I got my degree, I can handle a little student debt. Or like describing uh, if you have to talk about shopping and the costs of things where you live or where you grew up, um, if something is very cheap where you live and it's not elsewhere, mm. like um, I could get sushi in Taiwan and it was honestly like the cost was like small potatoes compared to here. So I think that's useful in that context. Yeah, too. Good point. I remember peanut butter was so expensive in France yeah. and hard to find. So it could be like uh, this is no small potatoes this little jar of peanut butter it's expensive when I used to um come home so I lived in Spain for a while right studying and I would come home and I was always buy like the biggest jar tub of peanut butter that I could carry with me to bring back (laughs) totally awesome okay last one guys is garden variety So for example, you'll say like, this was not an everyday garden variety trip. It means um, not unique, right? Very commonplace. We say garden variety. Yeah. Garden variety is like average, expected, common, normal. Um, Like, uh, are there any restaurants near your home that you like to, to, to eat at? You could be like, I mean, there's your garden variety fast food, like Burger King, Pizza Hut. Mm. Um, So I don't really like to eat in my neighborhood. Um, so nice. yeah, just normal is all it means. Yes. Describing a person, right? If you want to say, oh, she's super unique, definitely not a garden variety friend. You're just saying like not common, not average. Yeah. I love how we've given you guys examples for every phrase today that are both positive and negative because they're both so useful, right? Yes. In like completely different ways. So yeah, love it. Absolutely. Okay. Last part one question. Ready for this? <laughs> yeah. You got this. <laughs> Do you enjoy going to art museums? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed every art museum I've been to. Um, and luckily where I live, we have, you know, like your garden variety galleries that you could walk around. We have your garden variety to be expected city art museum, but we also have really unique art museums. Like there's this one called Mary Hill that's in the Columbia Gorge and it's three floors. It's very small. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around it. So a lot of the museum is made of glass and almost looking at the outside of the museum, the landscape is just as gorgeous as looking at the art pieces you see inside. Um, so yeah, I, I love going to art museums. 
Nice. Oh, great answer. I just thought of a cool filler phrase you could use with this mm. one. If your answer, if you're asked a question that does seem a little strange, is a little bizarre and it throws you off a oh. little, you could say, this is not your garden variety question. Kind oh. of surprised, right? Oh, what it, a great filler. Yes. Oh, you're a genius. Guys, if you only learn one thing today, that is what you should take away today because chances are very high that you will be asked a very weird question on IELTS. Like, yes. what are the favorite colors of your friends at the moment? That's always my go-to weird question because it's so weird. You'd be like, hmm, that's not your garden variety question to talk about. Uh <laughs> Totally. Anything you find a little bit unexpected, yeah. if you're like, I'm going to need a second, that was a great filler phrase to give yourself a little time. So practice totally. saying that out loud so you can say it while you think about your yeah. answer. You know what? And like, as a just a little sort of bonus information about this phrase, I do feel like this is the most formal one of all the ones mm. we've talked about. And I would uh, approve of using this in a task two essay mm. to describe average or common things. Um, education, curriculum. We're asked about, you know, what should children be taught today? How should we change the education system today? The curriculum it could be like, well, your garden variety math, science and literacy classes are not enough for real world uh, digital expectations or something. Um, nice. So I think that would be great to use in a task too as well. Yes, absolutely. If you're sharing an example or of something that was pretty unique, you could say like, this was not a garden variety solution. Something yeah. like that, oh, right? I love yeah. That. I love that for task <gasps> two. Beautiful. Guys, this <laughs> episode is going to give you band nine in so many ways. It's, I love it. Awesome. Hey, so fun. Jessica, thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next My time. My pleasure. Yes. See you next week, Aubrey. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.